Well, I want to welcome all of our campuses. I want to welcome our South Shore campus joining us right now, Gulf Coast Online, the Orleans Justice Center, and here at Little Creek to week one of our series entitled Lean In. Come on, can we just welcome all the campuses joining us right now? So excited, excited to be back as well. We are beginning a three-part series, uh, and then in August, every year I do a back-to-school series. Uh, It's going to be called Soul Detox. And so we're going to be starting that the first uh, week of August. Today, I want to begin. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about a message series. It's a, I, I've never done something like this before, and it's a very practical series. And I want to talk to you about a- answering some questions, the question of why. Why do we do what we do here on the weekend at Church of the King? Why do we do the service the way that, in other words, I'm going to answer the why behind, behind the what. Here's what I found in my life, whether it's physically getting in shape, whether it's professionally trying to grow, uh, whether it's attending church, whatever it is that we do, we tend to get out of something that what we put into it. And what helps us to put more into something is when we understand the why behind the what. For instance, physically. If, if you understand physically what you're after and how you're trying to, well, this, this summer, I, I, again, I, the last six weeks I've been speaking at different churches, uh, which is a good thing, but it means that you have to go out and eat with the pastor. Often late at night, if I do a Saturday night service, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're eating again, you know, and then they go in the grill, then there's more food. And so, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to, to, to stay in shape and, and, I, and I work out a lot. People say this, do you like working out a lot? No, I just like eating a lot. Come on, how many know? I'm serious. I like food. I, I just, and so I have to work out. It's because, because you got to balance this thing out. So, so I'm into this thing, and I'm into, okay, if I do this exercise, I'll reduce this many calories, I'll burn off this, and so now you're, I'm trying to count calories, and now you know if you go to any drive through any fast food place in America, they've got the calories right there in front of you. That's not good, because you get under conviction. No, I want to eat a Baconator for breakfast, 3,000 calories, come on. And you think to yourself, my gosh, what can I eat and enjoy myself? Because you're so convicted in the end, I'll have two fruit cups. I mean, why? Because you understand the outcomes. It's, it's based upon the input. The, and you understand the why. You understand the, the what. It goes with everything in life. Whether you want to improve your marriage, whether you want to improve your professional capacities and your capabilities and your competencies, your skills, you, you've got to put into it. You've got to understand what you're putting into it and you understand the, the, the outcomes with that. It's a student that's, that wants to improve their grades and their exam. Well, well, you, you've got to study. So why do you have to study? Why, why do you have to study? Because if I study, I have a better chance of doing better. So, have you ever asked yourself this question? Why do we do what we do on the weekend at Church of the King? Has Pastor Steve just kind of contrived this whole thing and they just kind of, you know, just designed it a certain way? Or is there biblical precedence? Do we see some pattern in, in the scripture? For instance, the, the, the service that we have, it's 75 minutes long. All of our services are exactly the same, whether it's Saturday night uh, or whether it's Sunday morning, they're all the same. So, so are they designed a certain way just because it works for, for our, our American culture? Or, or, is there, or, is there a why, or is there a why behind the what? 
For instance, why, why do we study the Bible every week, Pastor? There's a lot of good books out there. I mean, can't, I mean you do a talk. Can't you just do a talk on another book? Why, why, do, why do we look at the Bible? Why, why specifically do you use that as your primary text week in and week out? Here's another one. So, so why is it in the beginning that we sing these songs? i never forget. I went one time to speak uh, in my 20s, and I spoke to a lot of high schoolers, and I, and I went. They invited me to the Rotary Club, and before this Rotary Club, they all were singing songs. It was in American-like songs, like take me out to the ballpark. And it was, I asked the guy, why do you all do that? He said, well, it's just a warm-up. These people are coming in. So, question. Do we do the singing part at Church of the King because it's the warm-up as people are coming in, getting off the golf cart? I mean, is, is, that, is, that, is that the point? Or is there a why behind the what? Is there something more? To, is, it just, is it just logistics? Is that what it's all about? Or is there something much, much deeper? I'm going to be talking this week about the first 20 minutes of the service. I'm going to be talking about why we do what we do. And let me just say this. I love church. I understand church. Listen to me closely. I say this all the time. Church at Church of King, it's not just come and see, but it's also go and do. We went yesterday and we serve. But is the church, when you gather together, is, 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 that, is that important just as much as it is going? And I would say yes, resoundingly yes. I say there's precedence in the Bible for us to gather together every week to gather together. By the way, I love church. I, it's not just because I'm a pastor. I loved going to church. I know the church is the body of Christ in action outside the four walls, but I also know it's the gathered saints of God coming together. I know that. And, and I've always loved church. I, I remember when I gave my heart to Christ, 1987, I was a freshman in college. And I, and I love gathering together. I came out of the world. I needed to gather together with other brothers and sisters. And by the way, we would go Sunday morning, Sunday night. Come on, if y'all were saved in 87, come on. We would also go Wednesday night. We'd have prayer meeting on Friday night. Why did we do that so much? We, we, just, I, we just enjoyed church. We, we loved getting together. I love the worship. I love the preaching. My, my pastor, where I got saved, I, I was talking to him a couple months ago, and I said, I'll never forget when you preached this message. And, and it was so powerful. I, I'd, I'd come out of the world. I needed God. I, I needed to be around other brothers and sisters in Christ. I loved the gathering together. I loved every bit of it. And I told him, I said, I remember when you preached this message, and here were your three points. He goes, how do you remember that? He goes, I can't remember what I said last week. And I said, I'll tell you why, because it was transformational in my life. You ever been in one of the messages? You say, Pastor, how did you know what I was going through? I don't, but God does. And when I spoke a word, and, and he spoke a word into my spirit, there's something that happens when you gather together. There's something about the gathering together. There is a why behind the what. And there's biblical precedence in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. And throughout church history, where the people of God gathered together, gathered together, something happens. Now I have a relationship with God privately, and I receive from God privately, reading the word and worshiping and praying, and, but I also have a relationship with God corporately. And there's things that happen corporately in the 75 minutes that, 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 that I can't get privately, and there's things that happen privately that I can't get corporately. I need them both. So today, I want to begin our series talking about why do we do the first 20-minute part of our service, the worship part. Is that just the appetizer? Is that just the spinach dip before the real meal comes? 
How many of y'all are still bitter that Houston's closed down in Metairie? Those of you from Metairie, that's my spirit is still hurting. But anyway, they have some fake stuff now. But anyway, so is, is, is the 20 minutes of worship, everybody say worship. Is that just the warm-up? Is that American folk songs? Take me out to the ballpark songs. Until we get to the real meat of the word. Or is there precedence in the Bible when the people of God gathered together and sang songs together, worshiping God? The Bible says in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, everything existed and was made because you wanted it. Everything was created for the pleasure of God. You and I were created for God's pleasure. We were created for God's pleasure. By God, for God, with a purpose in God to give God pleasure. That's why we were created. God created you and I to, 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 to function in this earth and to fulfill a, per, a particular assignment and a purpose. And I've taught a lot about that. But one of the ultimate priorities that God has for our lives, watch this, is to, is to, is to give back to God. Worship. You ever try to give a gift to a really wealthy person? It's pretty hard, isn't it? God, what do I get from them? They got everything. I mean, they got everything you need. I just see everything they want, everything they need. Have you ever thought about this? What does God need? What does God need? What's the whole point of mankind? You ever thought of that before? Could it be that God created us to love us and God created us for us to give back to him love? When we give love back to God, guess what that's called in the Bible? Worship. Everybody say that term with me again. It's called what? Worship. The Bible, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Is this word in the Bible, Pastor? Is the word worship? Now, I know we have a lot of theologians in our church, deep Bible people, and I love that. I understand, I want to make one qualification in this message. I understand that worship extends much beyond the 20 minutes of singing at church. I understand that we worship God through our work. I understand that worship, sometimes, maybe you grew up in church and worship was the whole 60 or 75 minute service or two hour service, whatever. And so I understand that the word worship was used to, 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 to define different things. But I specifically this morning want to talk about worship being the 20 minutes that we do when we first gather together. Romans chapter 12, is it in the Bible, the word? So then, my friends, because of God's great mercy, Paul's writing to the church at Rome, and here's what he says. I appeal to you. In other words, Paul, the apostle, is appealing to us. He's appealing to them. What is he appealing? Here's what he's appealing. To offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is your true, everybody say it, worship that you should offer. So worship it's a biblical term. I didn't make it up. God made it up. And what is worship? We were created by God for God's pleasure to receive love from God. And when we give back to God love, that's called worship. Two things that we see from this passage. Number one, worship is my response to God's love. Because of God's great mercy, because he loved us, because he poured out his love upon us, our response back to God is, is, is we lovingly respond to God. Well, what do we offer? You ready for this? What do we offer? It's more than 20 minutes. We offer our whole lives, Paul said. We offer ourselves to God. But the 20 minutes when you come into the worship service, it's a reminder that we belong to God. 
It's a reminder that, that our whole lives, our time, our talent, our treasure, our, our affections, our, our, our dreams, our goals, our hopes, our doubts, our fears, everything that we are, we give to God in worship. So, 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 so is, that, is that an important part of the service, Pastor? Oh, oh absolutely. I, I've had people tell me before, Steve, I like your talk, and I appreciate that. The message, we used to call it a sermon, then it became a message, now it's a talk. Things change. I, and, and I appreciate that. But, 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 but please, please don't miss out on feasting, feasting on, the, on, on, on the worship part of the service. I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying, well, I just like it. It makes sense. When you, I, under, I appreciate all of that. But, but, but this is much more than, it's way bigger than me or, or whoever the speaker is up here. It's, it's much bigger. It's, it's, it, it begins when we begin to sing and we call that, worship. That 20 minutes, it's not just singing, it's actually worship. What is worship? God has loved us, and worship is when we love God back. That's what worship is. Now, uh, here's what I want to do this morning, all right? I want to talk to you about three practical ways. This is going to help you. I trust it will. I'm going to talk about three practical ways that we worship God. I want to talk about how we worship God with our heart and soul. What does it mean to worship God with our heart and soul during that 20 minutes, all right? Number two, I want to talk about how we worship God with our mind. How do we worship God with our mind during that 20 minutes? And number three, I want to talk about how we worship God with our strength during that 20 minutes. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to open up to Luke chapter 10, verse 27. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. Here's what, here's what the scripture says. Jesus is talking. So he's talking about, remember, we've established the priority and the principle. And the premise is this, is that when we love God, it is called, everybody say it, worship. Well, that was weak. When we love God, it is called what? All the campuses? Worship. That's what worship is. Worship extends beyond the 20 minutes, but I'm specifically focusing on the 20 minutes of the first part of our service at Church of the King. All right, here it is. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. You shall love, worship the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your what? Mind. I want to talk to you today about three distinct ways that we can love, i.e. worship God, <clears throat> how we can engage with God in this thing called worship during a service the first 20 minutes. Number one, worship is expressing my affection to God. Worship is expressing my affection to God. Jesus said that we are to love God, watch this, with all of our heart and all of our soul. The heart and the soul, the depth of man is, 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 where, our, is where our feelings lie. And, and there's, there's, there's something that happens when we begin to love God with our affections. That we love God with our, our feelings. The Jewish people understood this. Jesus as a Jewish rabbi teaching Jewish people, they, they understood because Jewish people understood that, that to love God, we just don't, we, it's not just cognitively engaging with God. It wasn't just mind up, but it was, it was to love God in the realm of their emotions. And they, they understood full engagement with God. To love God 
with our heart and with our soul. Have you ever told God that you love him? I know that's hard for some people. It's hard for some people because maybe, maybe you grew up in a home where, where you didn't say that. I had a conversation with a guy one time. I said, Pastor, I'll be honest. I, during the singing part of the service, the worship, he goes, I struggle with it at times. And the reason why I struggle with it is because, I, I'll be honest, I didn't grow up saying, I mean, I knew my parents loved me, but we just didn't say it in our house. We weren't verbally expressive like that. We, we didn't say, I, I love you. We, we, just, we just, I mean, I, I knew it. Intuitively, I knew it. I mean, they provided, and it wasn't, it wasn't like abusive, but, but I, 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 I'm, I'm not comfortable because I'm unfamiliar with that. And then we get into church and, 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 and the worship leader and, and the words and, and we start talking about loving God. Let me, let me say this. I, I want to I kind of help build this out for you, this framework. God has deep affections for you. Now listen to me closely. God feels deeply for you. Pastor, what do you mean God has feelings? It's all in the Bible. yes. Remember Jesus, the second person in Trinity, wept over the city of Jerusalem. God feels. God has emotions. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. The third person in Trinity, which in the Greek means to be vexed, to be hurt. Yes, God, God has deep feelings for you. You and I are made in the image of who? Say it. God. If God has deep feelings for us, then God wants us to have deep feelings for him. Oh, wow, Pastor. I, 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 this is a whole new thing for me. I had a person tell me one time when I, uh, when I come into church, I, um, during the singing part of the service, Pastor, it's, uh, it's tough for me because, uh, because I, um, I cry. And I don't know why I'm crying. Nothing sad, but I'm crying. I had a person tell me this one time. I, I, I come and I start singing and I start crying and I go out in the coffee area and I went in the foyer and, and I come back in and I'm struggling. Listen to me closely. Listen to why. Listen to why. Because during the worship, listen to me closely, the presence of God comes into this place. And the Holy Spirit, I would say Holy Spirit, the whole, you, 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 what, you're, what you're feeling, feelings, what you're feeling is you're feeling the Holy Spirit. You're feeling the presence of God. And you're feeling his love. See, see it goes two ways. Romans 6.13 says this. It, it, it's two ways here. Romans says, give yourselves completely to God. So, so when you give yourself to God, but, but, but why am I giving myself to God? 1 John 4 says this. I'm giving, my, I'm giving my love to God because he's loving me. I'm... I, you got to see what, what's happening in worship. There's a, there's a, a converse relationship where, where, where God is loving me and I'm loving God. And I'm going to tell you something. That's intimate. That's deep. This is so much more than singing songs, take me out to the ballpark as a warm-up. This is more than the warm-up until everybody gets in the building. This is us affectionately loving God. And that's deep and powerful. 
and it's scary for some people. Do, do you remember the first time you said, I love you to, to just say you're, you're married or to a girlfriend, a boyfriend, and, and, it, and it's almost like you said it, and it was like, and you almost made a decision, I'm going to say it today. You know what I'm talking about? You're like, I'm going to go for it. And it just kind of, kind of felt, just kind of, kind of like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, it just kind of felt, it's, it felt right, but, but different. Does that, does that make sense? Can you, somebody right, but different, you know? And, and so, but then, then you said it again. Then you said it again. Come on. And then, and then it became easier to say it. Right. See, see, in worship, when you open up your emotions to God, listen, I, I know this is scary, but when you open your emotions, and some of you, oh, man, I love you. My name is Steve, and I'm your friend. I know this is hard, particularly some of you, because you've controlled your world through your mind so long. Because you opened up emotionally to a person one time, and it's always hard to open up again a second time when you've been hurt. But that's life. But God's not going to hurt you. He just wants to help you. Jesus said, we are to worship God with all of our heart and all of our soul. Number two, we not only open up and love God with our feelings, but, but we worship God by giving him our focused attention. Our focused attention. Yeah. What, what does that mean? We are to love God with all of our, our minds. So, so I, I love God. I love God. Remember what I, my premise is, is that to love God is to worship God. I understand it extends beyond 20 minutes, but it is intense during that 20 minutes. And it's, 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 it's an experience with God. So I love God emotionally, but I also love God thoughtfully. I love God with my feelings, but I also love God intelligently. It is with the mind, but it's with the emotions as well. And, and this, is, this, is, this is something that's so powerful because, because God wants us to focus in on him. By the way, that's why we put the words up on the screen. We want you to participate, but we not only want you to participate with your voice, we want you to participate with your mind where you're thinking about what you're singing. Because when you think about what you're singing, something happens. It's, 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 it's you love God with your mind. And let me just tell you something. You know, there's 66 books in the Bible. All right, 66 books. 65 books are primarily God speaking to mankind. One book in the Bible is primarily, it's primarily what? It's primarily man speaking to God. Does anybody know what that book is? It's the book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms is a record, it's primarily 75 to 80% of it was written by King David, all right? primarily before he was king, when he was running from Saul. But he wrote those words, and those words, many of those words we sing. Many of the songs today are extracting some portion of the psalms, P-S-A-L-M-S. -S. Not all, but, but, but many of them. And so there's words, and there's, there's depth, and there's meaning. And when we sing them, there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's, this, there's this resounding, intelligent, declarative sense of God is God and he is our stronghold and he is good, he is good. Oh, that, that is, that, that is, that's one of the Psalms. Psalms 139, I love what David said here. He says, look deep into my heart, God, and find out everything I am what? 
thinking. We love God in our heart. We love God with our minds. We love God with our feelings. But we love God with our intelligence. We think deeply about God. We think about God. And we, and we think about God when we set our minds upon God. And there's no distractions around us. That's why, remember I'm answering the why behind the what. That's why we go to great lengths at Church of the King. We try to have amazing facilities for the nursery with your children and all that stuff. And we try to have a secure environment where you feel secure and AC, everything. We try. What are we trying to do? We're trying, here's what we're trying to do. Here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to lower distractions at all of our campuses, whether at the South Shore, the Gulf Coast. We're trying to, we're trying to lower distractions so as that you can increase your attention on God. And think about what you're singing. I had a person tell me one time, I tell you, Church of King, man, they give out cappuccinos. I thought, I want one of those. I thought we were just doing coffee, and now it's cappuccino. I had people tell me, I know all, all those people go to that church, y'all give like, you know, scalp massages, manicures, pedicures to people that walk out in the foyer. No, we don't. But we do have a nice foyer and all of our campuses and we give you coffee and everything's taken care of and it's everything safe and secure and parking and we have all that stuff and if it's raining we give you umbrella all all that why, why, why do we do all of that we do all of that because we want you to focus everybody say focus we want you to focus in worship and think about what you're singing to God and by the way our worship service is 20 minutes it begins promptly and it goes 20 minutes. It's actually 19 minutes and 33 seconds. Every now and again, it goes over it. And it's important. It's important that, 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 we, that, that each, well, why do we start with a fast song? Enter its gates with thanksgiving and its courts with praise. And, and, and there's biblical precedent where there's praise and then you enter into worship. It's, every, it's in the Bible. Sometimes preachers preach and sometimes preachers get into your stuff. This is one of the get into your stuff stuff. Um, it's important for you to be on time to church. Let me tell you, what, I have four kids. I got it. I got four kids. I understand, you know, the parting of the Red Sea is on the level of getting your kids to church on time. I understand that. <laughs> I, I get that. I, I know it's kind of, you know, I saw the movie. You know, so it's Red Sea, whoa, miracles, you know, getting the kids to church on time. But you get those same kids to Pelican Park on time for the baseball game. Hold on one second. That's good, Pastor. Oh, Pastor. Pastor. We want you gone again, Pastor. Because <laughs> you want to make sure Junior plays second base and he doesn't get scolded by the coach. So we, we can get where we need to get on time. Getting a passport because you're going on vacation, you're going to be on time at the passport meeting. The point is, if you see the value, the why behind the what, you'll understand it's the whole thing. We want to be on top. Why? So that we can worship God. Yeah. So we worship God with our feelings. Everybody say our feelings. But we also worship God with our, our minds. Our minds. Yeah. Let me give you this last and final thing. Worship is loving God with all of our strength. How do you worship God with all your strength? You go in front of the mirror and go, God, take this. I mean, I mean what do you, how do you do that? Um, that was funny. 
how, how do you love? And let me just tell you, I understand that we love God with our gifts and talents and abilities. And I've, I've, I've read books, you know, you worship God through your work. And you're, I understand that work is unto the Lord, and that's worship. Because remember, we love God through every part of our life. But I'm talking about how do we love God with our strength and the 20 minutes during the singing dimension, first part of the story. I believe it means that we love God with full engagement. There's full engagement. For instance, number one, we, 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 we love God with our voice. And i got to tell you this. Love is, is, is it's, it's, it's practical, too, here. Now, I'm going to get real practical before I close, all right? It's like those of you that are married or you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, or in your past or whatever, you know, you, you know love with words are important. But at some point in time, you got to have some works attached to it. You know what I'm saying? I never forget when I first got married. It's like Jennifer's like, I, I love all the love, but can you help me with this? Can you change the diaper? Can you help out? So, so love is practical. There's a tangible nature to love. right? And it's, it's, there's a physical response to that. So how, how do I love God with all of my strength, specifically? I, I want to talk about ways that we respond to God physically, that it's in the Bible and worship. Let, let me just go through a couple of these. Psalms 35, 18. Look, look we, we, we worship God. Okay, these are a lot in the Psalms. By thanking him, by raving and boasting in God's greatness. So in church, you know, the, the worship leader, somebody say, you know, let's give God praise. Or, well, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Because Pastor Steve designed a service that kind of meets the American. No, because it's in the Bible. Because in the Bible, we see that the the people of God were invited to to. To boast in God. The Lord is my stronghold. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my... There, there, there's something that I... And when, can I tell you something? When you begin to declare who God is, something happens on the inside of you. There's a faith that comes. Why? Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word. And in worship, when we declare who God is, I'm going to tell you, it breaks stuff off of our lives. It breaks stuff. I don't know about you, but I get stuff on my life. And I need stuff broken off of my life. And it's in worship. And that's why the Bible talks about declaring who God is. Raving and boasting in God. It's, 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 that's engagement. Psalms 100. All these are in the Psalms. With exuberant singing. So we sing exuberantly. And, 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 and that's why we, 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 we're, we're singing to God. For God, with God, and receiving from God all at the same time. There's a, there's a singing. There's an exaltation of who God is. That's why we do it at Church of the King. We do it with music. Psalms 33, 2. Why do you have music in church? Pastor, is that, is that sacrilegious? No, it's in the Bible. In the Bible, there's, there's music. In the Bible, there's drums and cymbals and David would play a harp and an evil spirit would come upon Saul and David played this harp and David was this worship leader and, and this evil spirit would be pushed back off of Saul's life. Why? Because of worship and music and the, the integration of instruments. It's, it's, it's all in the Bible. You ought to read Psalms 150. It's all about singing and, and, and just there's, a, there's an, an engagement. with it. I'll never forget, I, we were, when I was a young boy, I, I went to a church, and they, I never saw them. I never, 12 years old, I've never seen drums and guitars. And I thought, oh, is this legal? <laughs> it's, but it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. 
So, so these are the things that we do. So there's singing and there's boasting, there's clapping and there's, there's, there's appropriate shouting at different times, declarative of who God is. Here, here's another one. There's, there's Psalms 141 too, lifting of hands. Oh, pastor, oh, Jeezy. Ooh. <laughs> getting there, getting there. Do you have to lift your hands at church king? No, of course not. You got to, because it's in the Bible. I understand that that's a big thing for some people. I get it. And, you know, we don't, you know, and every now and then I'll, you know, I, look, I, I understand. And it's funny. I've talked to some people. Like, you know, Pastor, you know, I, I like to, again, the talk. You, you really, you, you, it, you make sense. But the singing and then sometimes the hand deal and, you know, and it's like, woof, you know. I talked to this one guy. One time, he goes, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to do it soon. <laughs> really? It's like a big purchase, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that. I, I, I'm going to do it. I've been thinking about it. So I said, so what are you going to do? He goes, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the hand thing. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, so he's in the back, you know, so, you know, so the worship leader, you know, and I'll tell him every now and then, I said, don't do it a lot. You know, so, you know if you feel comfortable lifting your hands to the Lord, you know, during, you know, and so that, you know, the guy's like, first level stuff, man. I mean, you're not going full blown. It ain't happening, you know. You're not landing airplanes first time. Then it's not, you know, it's, it's more kind of like, <clears throat> One time, it's over. I did it. My neighbors didn't see. It's cool. It's done. I got it. Scott, Scott, it's done. There it is. Scott, thanks. I understand. So it's funny. One time, you know, you, by the way, you know how people raise hands based upon when they got saved? Seriously, like generational. It's really interesting. And I, and I really mean that. You know, it's like, I, I never forget, I was standing next to Pastor Dan. I'm 48. He's 38. Pastor Dan, it's like one generation behind, 10 years, you know, see, Pastor Danny and and, and he was like this, you know, I was like, dude, stop. You look like the lurch, you know what I, and he goes, what do you mean? He goes, he goes, that's, I'm like, you ever see young people that they're doing all kinds, you know, so it's, it's kind of like you do the hands, some do this, this, you know, it's all, it's based upon kind of when you got saved and kind of what was in. <laughs> I am totally off my notes. So here's my point, you know. You don't have to, but you get to. You, you, you get to. So let me give you this, this last one with shouting or addressing in a, in a loud tone. Again, there's appropriate times to do it. Again, we, all we ask is that we just kind of all stay in unison. Remember this. Let me say this about Christianity. I'll close. Christianity, here it is. It's a both a solo sport and a team sport. It's, it's, there's a solo dimension to this. Reading our Bibles privately. I read my Bible this morning. I do the life journal. Okay, not because I'm a pastor, because I'm a Christian. All right? So, so I, I, and I want to get fed spiritually. So there's, there's private prayer. There's private, there, there, there's, there's, there's a private reading of the word. There's private worship. I listen to Pandora, put on worship music, driving down the road. I mean, I, I, there's, that's private. But... There's corporate reading of the word. There's corporate times of giving. There's corporate times of worship. And here's what I found. Listen to me. Here's what I found. Here's what I found. I have to do this because this feeds me. But I can't get out of this what I only get out of this. Don't miss this. And I can't get publicly 
as great as it is, everything here without privately. It's both. It's both. I'll close with this scripture in Psalms 95, 1 and 2. Why do we worship? Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us sing. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms and praise. You know, I worship because I, I love God. Why do we worship a church? Because we love God. We want to honor God. We need God. We need God's presence. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask everybody to stand. We're going to do something. I will release you in seven minutes. I'm on time. I know that Pastor Dave DeGarmo went overtime. When I, but that, that won't happen. No, I'm just joking. So, and so, so I, I will be on time. I, I want us to do something, kind of a workshop here. We've just heard about how we love God with our feelings and our emotions. We love God with our minds. And we love God physically. We're going to sing a couple choruses. I'm going to come back and close us, close us out. But this is important. Every week, this is important when we worship together. Jerem, why don't you just lead us? I'm going to come back in three minutes and I'll close everybody out. Come on, let's just sing to the Lord. Can we do that? Sing your praise. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, as we gather together, as the people of God gather together, we sense your presence. We sense your love. We sense faith in this place all across our campuses, Lord. We thank you that when praise goes up, your power comes down, chains are broken off of our lives, freedom comes into our souls. 
Lord, we love you and we honor you. In just a moment, when I release everyone, our altar is going to be open if you need prayer. If you're not sure about your relationship with God, our prayer team is going to be here. Lord, I bless your people as they go forth this day. May the favor and the blessing of God be upon their lives. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord another hand. God, can we do that? Yes, Lord. We love you guys. Have a great weekend. God bless.